0: all right let's pray father in the name of jesus we want to thank you and we rejoice that we have an opportunity to fellowship in your word gain clarity in your word and come to the increasing knowledge of Christ Jesus, which builds us up and makes us aware of His inheritance. We thank You that we have access into the deep things of God, and that confusion is lifted off, and that Your name is glorified, even as Your glory manifests within us. This and many more we ask in Jesus' mighty name. My prayer, with thanksgiving, Amen. All right. So yesterday was interesting. We had one of our highest numbers yesterday with a lot of people joining and understanding the teachings yesterday. Yesterday, we spoke intensively about what happened in Genesis 3, the garden. We read the entire Genesis 3 and then we started doing exegesis to it. We concluded on certain things that the New Testament reveals the Old Testament. Anything that was hidden in the New Test- in the Old Testament is revealed by the New Testament. And so the New Testament is essential when you want to understand the Old Testament. And so the Old Testament has the New Testament even hidden in it. So when the New Testament reveals itself, then now we can understand the Old Testament. So we came to that understanding and we saw in there that, number one, Moses used a lot of figures and speech. We said that the ministry of Moses was filled with metaphors, figures of speech, animals, trees, which are symbols, etc. We had scriptures to back it. Why Moses communicated to them in that way? We saw Deuteronomy 32:20 and we saw Matthew 19:8 where Moses said that they had no faith. And because of the hardness of their hearts, he communicated to them that way. And Jesus also came to confirm that Moses gave you the law because of the hardness of your hearts. We also saw that Apostle Paul and James spoke about what happened in the Garden of Eden. Jesus went beyond and even before the Garden of Eden where he said from the beginning it was not so. It was not so in the beginning. And so we understand that Moses communicated a vision that he saw. He was not there. In Genesis, he was not there. He was not there when God was creating the world. He was not there in the time of Adam. He was not there in the time of Cain and Abel. He was not there in the time of Abraham, Noah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. He appeared in Exodus, after the Israelites have suffered in slavery in Egypt. Then we see Moses being born. And so Moses was privileged to communicate a vision. Now God inspired him to write the vision, but God didn't inspire the activities that took place in the vision. And so Moses' vision needs to be interpreted. And I give various scenarios of visions in the Bible. A typical one, even in Acts of the Apostle, before the New Testament was introduced, was Peter when he was hungry and God used animals to communicate something. It wasn't really about the animals. And so we have the privilege by the Holy Spirit to go deeper and understand what Moses was writing. We've done so for Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Where even we are beginning to see that the man in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27 is not the same man in Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. We see the difference and Apostle Paul explained it in 1 Corinthians 15, 44 to 15. We've seen another explanation in Colossians 1, 15. We've seen explanations in James 1, 13 to 18. And we've seen explanations in hebrews 1 3 it tells us that the image of god is jesus christ the image of god is jesus christ we also saw in genesis 5 that after adam made his choice he started reproducing after his image not the image of god and so the man in genesis 1 26 27 we can conclude was not adam That saying god didn't say let us take off the dust and make a man in our image he said no let us make a man in our own image and our likeness and let them have dominion and so you could see that God was talking about making a family that he can relate to in Genesis 1 26 27 and so we went to Genesis 3 and now started analyzing the garden and we read the entire Genesis 3 and I said the reason why we read everything there is so that we don't have to go back to the referring so we read everything so we will understand We got to understand that it was not a fruit that Adam ate. Some people say apple, misconceptions. There is nowhere in Genesis that said Adam ate an apple or Eve gave Adam an apple to eat. Nowhere in that account. It is a man-made thing. We saw that Adam didn't really eat a fruit of a tree. We went into the Synoptic Gospels, and the person who we take above every other one, Jesus Christ, gave a comment about that in Matthew 15:11. He says, what defiles a man? And we read from verse 1. So we understood what Jesus was talking about. Jesus said, uh, Jesus, the, Pharisees, the Pharisees came to Jesus and told him that, your disciples, when they eat, they don't wash their hands. And now Jesus referred them to their own commandment and law and told them that, listen, you don't even believe in your own commandments. You teach doctrines of men, commandments of men, doctrines of commandments of men. And he told them that what goes inside a man does not defile him. It's what comes outside of a man. And he even made a statement that implied that if Adam had eaten a fruit, he would have gone to the toilet and it would have come out. He would have defecated and it would have come out. So it wasn't what he took inside of him. It is what came outside of him that defiled him. And he goes on to speak about it and talk about all the things that defile a man. That it comes outside of a man. So now we can understand that Moses was seeing a vision of trees, but it wasn't actually trees. He was seeing a vision of trees, but it wasn't actually trees. Genesis 3 verse 1, he even start by saying death, serpent. It was a representation, a symbolism. He was calling the snake the devil. Does that mean, and we know in Genesis 1-2 that everything God made was good. Does that mean God made the snake evil and the snake went to tempt Eve on its own? No. It means that Moses was using the serpent to communicate something. He was using the serpent to communicate something. Even in that same scripture, when you see God According to Moses, God pronounced the curse onto the serpent. He said, because of what you have done, you will crawl on your belly, which means that the serpent had legs and arms, if you are applying logic to it. We've read the Genesis 3, so I want you to just, you can open it as I talk, you see there. Genesis 3.14 was when God started making the pronouncement, like Moses said, which means that the serpent could walk. The serpent maybe had two legs, or maybe it was like the cow, or the dog, and God reduced it and said, out of your belly you shall crawl. According to what Moses is saying. So you could see it was a symbolism. It was a symbolism. And we also looked at the incidents in there, where when the serpent approached Eve and told Eve that he will not die, we looked at death, what it really meant. We looked at the origin of that word and saw that death meant separation, not extension. And we went deeper to look at the fact that Eden means the presence of God. Therefore, Eden is not a geographical location, a physical thing. A physical thing. That is very important for us to understand everything that was in Eden. Everything that was in Eden. That is the starting point of explaining every element you see in Eden. Like the rivers, the ground bringing forth the trees. He didn't say, it said, God allowed out of the ground that God make come everything. The ground. Take note of that word. Let me, let me continue the recap. Let me not go ahead of myself. We saw that death meant separation. And so Adam was separated from God. God said, if you disobey me, I will prove that. You will be separated from me. Your actions will separate you from me. I am not the one separating you. And we can even go in deeply and confirm the fact that even when man chose to separate himself, God did everything to bring him back. Then we also went in there to see James 1, 13, 14, 15, manifested in Genesis 3. When Eve saw, if Eve saw, every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust. So the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, it stated there. If saw it. It was good. She desired. Desire. Desire is not necessarily a bad thing, like we explained some weeks back. Desire is good. Desire is is not a bad thing. You have a will, so you desire things. One typical thing that I always say is, it is not bad to want beautiful things. It's not bad to want a beautiful woman, to live in a beautiful house, to have a beautiful car, to live a good life. It is not bad. If you read the Amplified version of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says God has ordained that we should live a good life. So living a good life is not bad. Having a desire for that is not bad. It is when that desire becomes uncontrolled desire and goes into lust. When it is corrupted, that is when it becomes a problem it is not bad in itself so a typical example when people want to talk about sexual desires religion and we are being misconceptions and i need to lay this foundation religion has created this thing that sexual desires are bad no sexual desires are not evil if you are if we are young like all of us and we have sexual desires it's not evil As a matter of fact, if you get married or when you get married, how would you be able to have sex with your spouse if you don't have sexual desires? Then they'll call you impotent or something. Feelings and sexual desires, all those things are as a result of our will, our soul, our soul, we becoming alive. It is what you do with it that determines the outcome. So Eve had a desire and what she did with it was what brought an outcome so Eve saw the food she desired of it she saw that it was good and pleasant to the eyes when we are drawn away by our own lust and enticed she was enticed she saw it she saw it she loved it she desired it so she was enticed by it so James explained it that when she was enticed she desired it it became uncontrolled desire and when you read the Genesis in I think uh, that accounts. You see how the desire was increasing, and then it's back sin, and then the end result of sin was the separation death. So it's very important for us to understand this thing, Genesis chapter three. Very very important for us to understand this. Eve was approached by the serpent, and we need to decode the serpent. We need to decode the serpent. Another thing in our recap that we saw. That was very interesting. Was Even from Genesis 3 all the way, God didn't call the woman Eve. Neither did Adam call the woman Eve. Adam named the woman and he named the woman after the fall. He named the woman after the fall, not before the fall. In Genesis, when God saw that Adam needed a woman and made Adam sleep and took his rib and created a woman, Adam didn't call her Eve at that time. He called her a woman, woman a woman and it is after the fall that he gave her the name eve and eve means mother of the living 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 things physical things alive so that should even tell you that after adam and eve made a choice now they became mothers of living beings not spiritual beings i'm going somewhere they became they became the first fruits of living beings not the first fruit of spiritual beings of his own kind, of his own will, begat he as So now they became a kind of people. It's very important to note these things. That is why the born again believer is not an upgraded version of Adam. The born again believer was not from Eve. Very important. It's after the fall. So the question is, let's apply some logic. Why didn't God, or why didn't Adam name these things before the fall? Before the fall, but after the fall. It's after the fall. That she said, Eve will become the mother of all living, of all the living. So, everything, every human being that lives, that lives, Eve became the mother of human beings that will live on the earth. She didn't become the mother of quickening spirits. So, it's very important. 1 Corinthians 50, we see the difference. Adam, a living soul, Christ Jesus, a quickening spirit, a life giver. Two different kinds of people with different sources and different origins. Adam, after his fall, was was reduced to dust. Ground. The word ground there too, we must really analyze. The word ground there, we must analyze. The Bible called, in Genesis chapter 1, let's go back to Genesis chapter Now I'm explaining the details of Genesis chapter 3. So, if you have your Bible, open Genesis chapter 1. Let's see something there. In Genesis chapter 1, will see that god made the earth he called the land he called land 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 we don't see ground there that much we don't see ground the word ground there that much he uses land let's look at genesis chapter chapter 1 verse number 10 look at genesis 1 verse number let's start from verse 9 genesis 1 9 and god said Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. Let the dry land appear. Let the dry land appear. So when he separated the waters, then the land appeared. So we have water and land, water and land. When he separated the waters, the land appeared. Verse 10, and God called the dry land earth. God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. It was good. It was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth. So we are seeing earth. Look at verse 12. And the earth. Look at verse uh, um, um, verse 15. Earth. Look at uh, verse 17. You see earth. Verse 20 you see earth you even see earth in um we are are drawing a case so we are looking at all the places where we see earth you don't see ground you don't see ground you don't see ground verse 29 earth you see earth earth, earth. then all of a sudden in verse 2 we see ground we see ground in verse 2 we see ground so that thing is worth analyzing. Because let's make let's, let's make an analysis here before I go deep, deep, deeply so we explain. If God made the land, called it earth, and Moses said it was very good, that means everything that should come out of it should be good. But then Moses is also saying that out of the ground, not earth, came the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let's read it. Let's read Genesis 2 verse 1. Let's go. Genesis 2 verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. God finished his work and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. I'm going to show you a confusion in Genesis. That shows that it's worth analyzing. Now this one, Moses is saying God has finished his work. He is done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all of His work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now the verse 5, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. So God made the things and put them in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew, He made them before they manifested. He made them before they manifested. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. A man ground. A man ground. But in Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our own image, I'm going somewhere. Now, write it down somewhere. On Tuesday or in our subsequent teachings, that is when we we'll go deeper into the man, the difference between the man ah Adama and then Adama, two different things. We look at the man in Genesis 1, 26, 27, and the man he's talking about here. So the man here, he didn't say earth. He said, ground. Let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion over the earth. Then this man, ground. Ground. Very important. We are Bible students, so I hope you are getting this. Very important. You see? So there was no man but he had made a man. He had a plan for a man. He had made that man in his image after his kind. But he didn't manifest him immediately. After it, he made the man, he made it to rain. Now things were coming up for that man to keep and dress. He had not given that man that was to manage the dominion mandate yet. Pay attention. Let me repeat myself. Genesis 1, 26, 27. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion over the earth. Earth, earth. But then in Genesis 2, all the things he created in Genesis 1 had not manifested. Had not manifested because he he didn't have a man to till the ground. So he made it rain upon the ground before the earth. So, is it? But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. So, even the water that came to water the ground came from the earth. So, earth and ground must be analyzed. We confuse it. Earth and ground must be analyzed. Very important. Earth and ground must be analyzed. The normal English, before we go to the Hebrew. The normal English for for ground is the solid surface of the earth. The solid surface of the earth. Then we see earth. Let's look at the normal English word for earth. Let's do English first. So that you can understand. The planet on which we live. (laughs) The planet on which we live. Two different things. The planet on which we live so one is an aspect of the earth and the other one is the entire thing one is an aspect and the other one is the entire thing very important i will urge all of us to open our bible and look at what i'm talking about we were reading genesis 2 all the way to 6 we were analyzing earth and ground one man was giving the earth one man was just doing ground (laughs) This is serious. One man was doing the earth. One man was just doing ground. Very, very important to note. One man was doing the earth. One man was doing ground. Sorry. (laughs) One man was doing ground. Very important to note. And I want us to note that. Now, let's look at the word ground there. The Hebrew word of ground there that was used in Genesis chapter 2 verse uh, which one verse number five the hebrew word for the ground there that was used in genesis chapter two verse number five the f that was used there is the Greek word B-A-A-R is the hebrew word ba s ba a res and the ground there it's it it's it, even the original crash no it, it didn't use the word the the Let me relax so that you understand. The original, the arrangements, the original, the arrangements are different from the King James. That is why I said English is not that old. And English is, uh, it keeps being modified. The Hebrew arrangement is different from the Greek, from the the English arrangement. The Hebrew arrangement is different from the English arrangement. Now, the ground there, listen very well. The ground there, the Hebrew word is ha a ha-a-dama. ha a ha-a-dama. H-A-A-D-A-M-A, It's different from the earth, H-A-A-R-E-S, my God, it's, it's two different things that we need to take note of, so God didn't take off the earth to make Adam, he took of the ground to make Adam, two different words, and it's from the ha dama that Adam got his name Adam of the dust. So ha adama, Adam of the dust, Adam. Two different things. Two different things. But the man, listen very well. I'm going somewhere. But the man in Genesis chapter 1. The man in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26, is not. Ha, ah, Adama. The man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 It's not ha, ah, Adama. Let me pause here to find out if you all understand. Please, do you understand what I'm teaching? Uh, let's, I, I want to be sure everybody understands. Yeah. If you can unmute and let me know if you understand.
1: Yeah.
0: You understand?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so I can move on. Yes, please. Yes. Alright. The man used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 is Adam. A with a separation. D-A-M. Adam. And the ground is Ha-A-Adam. Very important. Ha-A-Adam. Have you, have you seen the difference? Adam and Ha-A-Adam which are two different words. Which are two different words that we need to take note of and so the adam that was used in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 it's not the same adam that was used in genesis chapter 1 26 just from the hebrew just from the hebrew we are seeing that just from the hebrew and you can get this on bible hub or the strongs so that you don't get confused you can get this on Bible Hub or on the Strongs so you don't get confused. Everything we are saying here is in the Strongs version of the scripture. So if you are hearing me and you want to prove or verify and confirm what we are saying here, you find it in the Bible Hub uh, uh, version or the Strongs. You get the Greek, the detailed Greek. The detailed Greek. So now the the you will understand that the Adam... That was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26-27, was not from the ground. He was in the image of God, but this one was from the ground. Genesis 2:7. And the Lord God formed man the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Then Moses continues with his vision in the verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he puts the man, the man, definite, definite article is describing that kind of man. The man whom he had formed, whom he had formed from the dust. And now listen to the verse 9. I wish Nana was on this call because she has a very important question which we are coming to. We are going to explain that right now. We are going to explain that right now. And the Lord and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Question, we pause here and take question. If everything God made was good, if everything God made was good, should the tree of knowledge of good and evil be good or bad? question everything god made in genesis 1 moses said was good and now he's come back in genesis 2 verse 8 to say the lord god planted a garden eastward and in that garden he allowed out of that ground of that garden to come out every is that what to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good For food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil this statement needs to be analyzed this statement needs to be analyzed and i'm asking a question if everything god made was good and we are saying that adam ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil and because of that god got angry does it make sense logically i want to hear your thoughts does it make sense logically Oh, just say yes it makes sense yes it doesn't make sense and tell me what you think
3: God, i don't really think it makes sense
0: mm. it,
3: it becomes controversial
0: sounds very controversial okay who else hey why well, is it is the only rodney that's following today's teachers <laughs> Is it only Rodney that's following today's teachings?
3: I'm
0: asking if it's your, it's only you that's following the teachings because the rest are not talking.
3: Uh, We are paying attention, that's
0: why. You are paying attention. But I asked the question, I wanted to find, because we are going to make an analysis and this is very important. Everything God made was good. Then he made a garden and out of the ground of that garden, came two different trees, according to what Moses is saying. But Moses is painting a picture that one of the trees had evil in it. And one was good. But everything God made was good. Is it not contradicted? Is it not contradicting?
3: Very contradictory.
0: Good. So that means this tree that Moses used, the word tree that Moses used must be analyzed. So now we go into the Bible. And we go and look at tree, the word tree that was used in the Bible. And we go and see what Jesus Christ said about trees. The parables he used and they represented with trees. The statements he made referring to trees to understand all these things. Then we come back into the Old Testament itself to look at the law of first mention. And analyze what trees are used for. A typical example is a favorite psalm that we all quote: "A tree planted by the riverside, the withers the tree. This this does not wither. I don't know if you know that famous psalm. I think it's uh, Psalm three, yeah. Psalm one verse three, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Good. Psalm one verse three. He says that, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruits." He's talking about tree but he's saying his which means he's representing a human being uh, uh, he's using a tree to explain a human being someone you read the verse one It said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor seated in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law doeth he meditate day and night yeah i remember the way we quote these scriptures we memorize these scriptures and we're quoting them and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit, and in his season his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. The tree is being used to describe the man. So let's go to the New Testament and let's look at Jesus. Jesus appears, and in Matthew chapter three, in Matthew chapter three, John the Baptist is introducing Jesus. And that was the first time we see the tree in the synoptic gospels. John the Baptist says, And now also the axe is laid onto the roots of the trees. The axe is laid onto the roots of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. He was talking about human beings that will not accept Jesus. He's saying, Someone is coming, and this is what he's going to do. Because of its appearance, the axe is laid onto the roots of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit, and is out of a tree that fruit comes. Out of a tree that fruit comes. So, this we, and we'll be analyzing trees, we'll be analyzing two things the ground, the earth, Adama, Ha Adama, and trees, in order to understand Moses' vision. Very important. This is even telling us that Adam didn't eat an apple or a fruit. This is telling us something. So John the Baptist is saying that every tree that does not bear fruit, it will be cut from its roots. Matthew seven seventeen, Jesus speaking said, "Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits." Tree, he's using tree in Matthew seven seventeen. Jesus was speaking and he was using tree to describe something. Let's stick with Matthew 7. Even if we end, we have context. Let's read from verse one. Jesus is preaching. Jesus is teaching. He said, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye met, it shall be measured to you again. Three, and why beholdest thou the mote? that is in thy brother's eye, but consider not that the beam that is in thy own eyes. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye, thou hypocrite. First cast out the beam of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast thee your bells before swine. Let they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Now verse 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. 8. Now this is where we start building the case. Listen very well. 8. He says, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, Whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? So now we are getting the context of what Jesus is talking about. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Fifteen, we are now coming. Look at the fifteen. Jesus speaks about ask, and talks about you being evil. When your children ask you something, you give them. Now, Jesus spoke a lot in parables, and you know why. So just as Moses spoke in visions because of a reason, Jesus spoke in parables because of a reason now listen so now he's coming to talk about something that is going to really explain the 17 that we read please let's pay attention if you don't understand just lift up your hand we will clear all your doubts before we end today's call 15 because of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves Ye shall know them by their fruits how can human beings be producing apples? It's trees that produces apples. So now we can connect the dots. So he said, you shall know them by their fruits. He said, what comes out of them? He said, outside, outside, these false prophets, they are in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ravening wolves. Then he says, even so, ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns? Or fix of thistles, even so, every good tree, every good tree bringeth forth good fruits, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits. This is Jesus using trees and fruits to explain, to communicate something to people of low understanding. 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruits. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruits. We can now imply exegesis. (laughs) We let scripture speak for itself. It is a clear indication that Moses was not talking about God making an evil tree and God making a good tree. Jesus is bringing something to light over here. That it is not a matter of the people's outward appearance but what is deeply within them and it is by their deeds that you know them that is the fruits by the way he didn't say by their deeds you judge them he said you know them he started talking about judgment and said do not judge and then now he said by their deeds you know them so when people are doing things you don't judge them you just know them and when you know them you know whether they are from christ or not from christ And you advise yourself and know Christ and teach Christ. That is our duty. We are ambassadors of Christ. Okay, I need to wrap up. So, he goes on to the verse 19 and says, Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. This is where people got hellfire from. This is where hellfire started building a case. That's a topic for another day. 20. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. So he ends there, then goes on to say, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom. So Jesus is using trees to describe men, excuse me, to describe men. So you should know that Moses was talking about something. And because it was a vision, it needs clear understanding. We must bring clarity. We should tell you that it is not about the trees just like parables contain stories and actors and lessons we shouldn't just stick to the actors which in Moses's case were symbols trees and let's stick to it Adam ate a fruit Adam ate an apple Eve gave him an apple and that is what caused the problem no it's deeper than that it's deeper than that because how can Moses come and say God is good and then now say God created a tree of good and He was trying to communicate something. He was trying to communicate something. So because of time, I don't want to go ahead of myself. We will end here. And let me give an assignment so that we can all be in the scriptures. On Tuesday, God willing, I want everybody to share with me their exigences that they will make on this subject. I want everybody to share with me There are exegesis that they will make on this subject. It's very important. You, You will be shocked if you take your time to analyze what you detect. You'll be shocked. So I'm going to give everybody this assignment. The answers are in the Bible, and you will find them also in Genesis. He said the ground man came from. The ground, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he's saying the ground also, the tree of life came from. It needs analysis. So I'll pause here. And then I'll hear your questions, answers, and any contributions that you have. Amen. Um,
2: Uma. Hello. Yeah, right now I can hear you.
0: Hello.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know it's an assignment but i don't know what you just said like i thought about it but the tree of life also came from the ground always an assignment but i just want to say something you don't have to see that's the answer on it i'm just saying something so i was thinking ah so if in case the tree of life because in revelations and in other In the New Testament, Jesus is described as the tree of life. Perfect. Okay. So, can we say, so who who is the tree of knowledge of good and evil?
2: Uh
3: (laughs) Is Is it that by our actions, we are the tree of good and evil? Is it by our actions, by the fruits that we are? We showed what type of tree we are instead of being a tree of life.
0: Okay. Anyone anyone wants to contribute to what Rodney said? Uh, if I say it, I'm answering the question. <laughs>
3: I'll just think it out loud.
0: I think we all have the same question. Uh, <laughs> 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 you see, yesterday Salisham asked the question and I answered it. So I taught the introductory part of what I would have taught today yesterday. Mm. So if I go and talk about this one right now, I'm talking about what Tuesday I'll teach. Uh-huh. It's it's very important. First of all, do we all agree that it wasn't really about trees and fruits? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are more evidence. That we'll be going through them. We'll back up with scriptures. We have to stick to scriptures. So we now understand, which meant Adam... Huh. Should I answer this question? It wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't really about trees and fruits. Moses was communicating something. And his vision that he wrote, he was just writing what he saw. That is why sometimes I say, we cannot fault him to He was writing what he saw. But it needed to be decoded. And also, when you are studying scripture, you must understand that it's not everything that you look for and find meaningful. For. for example, trying to find the meaning of the rivers and those things. That is why the apostles... They just came and went straight to the point by the Holy Spirit. They went straight to the point. For example, if I have a dream and I'm being led to find money, some of the little, little things that I encounter on the way are not as important as the money I found and the lesson that is communicated. Do you understand what I'm saying?
3: Yeah.
0: Yes. And that is what Apostle Paul referred to as massaging shadows. We are talking about the main thing. Why do you keep massaging shadows? So why are you still talking about symbols? Let's talk about the main thing. What is the main thing that was there? And Rodney has given us a picture of it. Revelations, some of Paul's teachings. We see it a lot that Jesus is the tree of life. Why did he even use tree of life? Tree, why did he use tree? We've seen a bit of it. We've seen a bit of it. That means you can partake of it. It produces fruits that you can partake of it. It produces fruits that you can partake of it. So that is why it uses tree. Now the knowledge of good and evil. What is that one? Is the question on board right now? And I want to hear Ama. Amma say something. And then Makafu will also say something. We are waiting for if you don't talk, close. <laughs> hey, she's not talking. Makafui, please say something. Please, what would you like me to say? Do you have any idea what the knowledge of true and good and evil is then?
1: Mm, I do okay. Please share with us. I think it's God. You
0: think it's God? Yes, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You think it's God? Okay, MK is telling us he thinks it's God, but Moses said everything God means is good. That means. Evil, if it's, you are trying to tell us that evil in itself is good.
1: Oh, please, I didn't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hi, hi. Oh, hi, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't say that. No.
1: Why are you trying to put me in some corner that I don't want to go?
0: No, you said the tree of knowledge of good and evil is God. And Moses in that verse one said God is good. So, if that is God, Mm -hmm. it means evil is also a part of God. No. Okay. So, please, what are you trying to say? I said, what's being talked about here is not character, but knowledge. Oh, okay. Good, good. So, having a knowledge of evil. says. so that means God has a knowledge of evil, but it's not necessarily evil. Exactly. Okay, that's a good perspective. Guys, what what, what do we say about nk said? Hmm, that's a good perspective. Hey, nobody has anything to say. Can I still speak? Yes, please, go ahead. But MK, so
3: are you saying that having an idea of evil doesn't make you evil, but Jesus said when you conceive something in your heart, you have already committed, let's say, like, yeah, in your heart. When you conceive evil in your heart, you've already sinned. So I don't get it. MK. Mm -hmm.
1: You want me to explain what Jesus was thinking?
3: I need to explain, as in provide scriptures or something.
1: Unless now you unless you ask Jesus, because nobody me at all.
3: This
1: ah. <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. Yes. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> but um, Rodney, ask ask your question again. I had an answer before this stupid thought entered my head.
3: Never <laughs> seen <laughs> okay. again. Should I say? Okay, so.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Okay, so you are saying that God have had the uh, knowledge of evil. That's right? not necessary. <laughs> but Jesus also said um, if you conceive evil in your heart, you have already sinned. Like, you don't need to do it. You have mm-hmm. sinned because it's in your heart.
1: Hmm. Conception is the word there. Okay, okay. so um, if you. From from the get-go, you realize that Jesus Christ himself knows what evil is, isn't it? Otherwise, he wouldn't use a word to describe the event. So, he had a knowledge of evil. The conception here is that you actually desire to do evil. Hmm. And when Jesus Christ was um, speaking um, to whoever um, he who was speaking to, I'm trying to see if I can find the thing and read it. Okay, Rodney, can you find it for me? Uh, you, you don't know the scripture.
2: Okay, you do not to not waste time. Let's let's um, leave it at the at the at the first level. So the first the first thing is that you should understand the the meaning the uh, being the conception. And then he was also trying to explain further when you read um, the scripture in trying to talk about the fact that people were not justified by mere actions because their thoughts actually would disqualify them and that was that that was a a message on the grace of god Mm. i just wanted to give it context but i think the main thing i just wanted to say is that even jesus christ whilst he was talking has not had knowledge of evil it didn't make him evil because he wasn't there conceiving evil against the people
0: interesting I like the way the discussion is going. Let's 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 keep it that way till Tuesday. <laughs> let's keep it that way till Tuesday. Um and let's understand this: that whatever is not God has a definition. Whatever is contrary to God has a definition. So I Think what MK is trying to say is if it's not good, then it is evil. So God might have had a knowledge of whatever is not Him, MK. Please, that's what you're saying, right? MK, that's what you're
2: saying, or yeah, my mic was muted. That's something, <laughs>
0: yes. You are, Rodney, do, do you understand what MK is saying?
3: Uh, yeah, I've heard what he said, um, and I'm also. I was trying to look for the scriptures to, to confirm what yeah, but I, I guess what he's saying that conception is different from having a, an idea, as in, you can have an idea that you can take a gun and shoot someone, but unless you've planned a mastermind in your heart that you are going to do it, you have not committed to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's getting interesting ah nana should have joined this call he needs answers for this but anyway we we'll <laughs> upload it we we'll yeah. upload it on the podcast and as time goes on we get the answers please take notes that we are analyzing the garden experience and we are looking at what moses said his vision we are trying to explain it with the new testament which is very very important to note the word Adam used in Genesis 1 26 27 is not the same. Hey, the word the man used in Genesis 1 26 27 is not the same man used in 1, Very, very important. Okay, so God bless you for joining. We will say a prayer and then we will continue same time. Yeah. Is somebody saying something?
3: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, all right. So that we continue the same time, God willing, Tuesday 6 p.m. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you that we are analyzing your word and getting answers by your Holy Spirit. For without you, we can do nothing. And we rejoice, Father Lord, that this coming week is an amazing week. Anyone at the sound of my voice, Father Lord, I pray that they will experience you like never before this coming week. Father, whatever is not of you, we reach out in Jesus' mighty name. And we pray father lord that as we are getting to know you more it is building in us confidence to carry out our dominion mandate here on this earth therefore whatever we touch is blessed wherever we go whoever encounters us is blessed we are the light of the world and we thank you that we have overcome every situation because we are in you and you are in us in jesus mighty name i pray with thanksgiving amen 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 god bless you guys i can't wait To speak to you on Tuesday. All
2: right, Charlie. See ya. All
0: right. Bye. Bye.